everyone my name is yashna and i'm kalpana welcome to the worth of our opinion podcast we are indian postgrads in psychology one among those that actually can't read your mind we share our experiences and conflicts of the world the other and the self now our content is not limited to the field that we're studying we value listening with the intention to understand and on this podcast we share perspectives in a real meaningful and simple way but before we begin a little disclaimer We are going to be talking about so many topics on this podcast and when we're talking about them when we're in that zone of flow we may not be aware of the generalizations we may be making at that moment we believe that there are exceptions that exist for everything and we would like to take full responsibility for all that we share and speak about So, hello everyone. Um hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a good week and are having a good week for that matter. So, in today's episode, we wanted to talk about movies. To be a little more specific, we are going to be talking about um movies that depicted mental disorders or had a psychological element to it. Yeah. and um, we we might not completely delve into specific movie scenes or depictions which can be used you know as an example to diagnose someone with a dsm or an icd criteria <laughs> yeah. so we're not going to be talking about that so we're also not going to be talking about or giving you a detailed explanation about how accurately the disorder is being depicted in the movie as well and um, so i wanted to show away all these expectations <laughs> and um, here's what i wanted to expect um i wanted to expect a birds eye view into the movie i also want to give you a little bit of a disclaimer so if you haven't watched these movies and if you don't like spoilers i it's my humble request please pause <laughs> this episode the episode's not going anywhere just go watch the movies have fun come back and listen to the episode yeah and you know give you a disclaimer right before we start talking about the movies so that you can you can pause and you yeah, can come yeah. back to us later and i think like even if you go watch the movies you can like you know engage in a conversation with us about it when you listen to this you know send us your feedback on what your thoughts were about this <laughs> <laughs> exactly um over to you gatna did movies get it right um <laughs> I think that today everyone's watching all kinds of stuff, right? R- ranging right. from all kinds of genres, genres, um beat everything. And a lot of the time like I mean, over the past gazillion years, there has always been this thing around films that are talking about mental illness. Now, if you're looking at the way filmmakers and producers and and people in the film industry look at it, there's a spectrum that we can talk about. So you begin by um on one end, there is the people who intend on capturing a mental illness in its totality, in its its completeness, in its extreme accuracy. Right. In the middle, you find movies that want to spread the awareness of mental illness, I mean that particular mental illness, and they want to bring it to the light of the public audience. So, it's mixed with wanting accuracy and also wanting to appeal to a mass audience. Right. Then, you have the other extreme which I so very much dislike where it's only about the mass audience. It's only about the emotions that it would stir in the audience. It's only about, okay, how can we make this a story? 
that would up, that would be entertaining, you know? And this brings me to what I talk about and what I hate the most. And I know Yashna's going to be like, hate is a strong word. <laughs> but bro, like, I, I completely, I'm in so much of disagreement with psychological thrillers for that reason. And so I know Yashna loves it. Like she's in love with psychological thrillers. Um, and, and so I'm going to come back to her on, on this in a little bit. But for me, I, I don't think they're accurate at all in the slightest of accuracy because they're thrillers. And, you know, you find thrillers are not these flowery, happy movies. I mean, they're more on the grimmer side where they're trying to keep the audience at the edge of their seat. Okay, I don't know how to describe this, but... When we're looking at movies like Onion or movies like Split, if you haven't seen Split, please do go watch it. Not if you're someone like me who's all like scared of a lot of stuff. <laughs> so in the movie Split and Onion, you know, we look at we look at dissociative identity disorder, which used to be known as multiple personality disorder, in the context of the violence that this disorder causes. So the protagonist in Split he has dissociative identity disorder, couple of personalities as a character. Now, here, he, it, apparently, in the end, he's able to change his biological characteristics to become someone who is 10 times more muscular, 10 times more violent, someone who has develops claws, and who is, I mean, like, basically beast-like, okay? Oh and... He, uh, because of this uh, disorder, I mean, he, he lives under a zoo, essentially, which is why he probably develops the beast personality later on mm. over the span of the movie. Mm. So he kidnaps three girls, keeps them as hostage, and then these three girls are trying to escape. And over the movie, we see that he, he's, he's talking about the beast and all these personalities are talking about the beast that's going to evolve or the beast that's going to develop or come you know, and, and the, the psychologist is more and more worried about it. And he kidnaps these three girls. And eventually you see that he develops into this beast who is much, much more larger than he, he is biologically. And he ends up killing all, I think he ends up killing mm. two of them. And the psychologist who goes under the zoo and tells him mm. to stop, you know, whatever, killing people. And he, she's like, oh no, you kidnapped mm. these three girls. That's so wrong. And she tries to convince him. He kills her. He kills two other girls. He doesn't kill one girl who, mm. who has personally experienced sexual abuse okay. from her uncle. On some level, I think what I understood from the movie is that he was able to relate to her pain of sorts. So that is one. So he exempts her but towards the end of the movie it's all over the news that this person is on the loose and he is hidden in an apartment and apparently they were supposed to make a sequel and i mean i don't know throughout the movie it's my problem with this is on the violence that's caused psychological illness there's so much of hmm. it's very eerie already right yashna like there's so much of stigma already so to, to make it worse by portraying people who have, say, for example, multiple personality disorder as this violent is so, so inaccurate. And it further, you know, it further accelerates the stigmatization that the people who have DID go through. In, in a way, Yashna, like what I think is it's like we're trying to make money off of the thrill or, or the 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 kind of newness 
because not a lot of people are aware mm. of multiple personality disorder. And what these movies do is that they create this impression that, okay, people with DID are quite violent. Right? right. Okay. And this is a pure judgment. Yeah. All right. I'm taking full responsibility for yeah. this. It's like we're making off money. We're making money off the concept because it's not so known. We're not making money off of our talent to depict a story amongst people to talk about openly. Right. That, that's your view. And I completely um, accept, <laughs> accept that it's your view. I'm glad that you understand that it's a judgment. And uh, I am not going to disagree or agree yet. Um, carry on, Kalpana. <laughs> um, but like again, some movies get it right and some movies don't. Going to the middle part where you're trying to depict a movie properly, but you know, it's inaccurate because you're trying to appeal to a mass audience. That is completely like, I understand where that comes from. Because again, number one, people got to make money in the field, bro. Number two, if you're getting at least three fourths of the illness right, that is enough for me personally. And so in the, in the middle category, we have movies like 50-50. This movie is about how the protagonist is diagnosed with terminal cancer, right. but he has to undergo surgery. Now, this movie essentially takes us through the processes of grief that he undergoes and how he copes with being diagnosed with cancer. Hmm. In this movie, they have a counselor. I mean, in the hospital setting, she helps him go through the illness of sorts. But there are two things of her uh, that irk me, but also I admire. One is that Throughout the process, you can see that there's this superficiality in, in her. Like, she's saying that... So, okay, he's sitting across the couch, and he's, like, in denial of sorts. He's like, no, I'm fine. You know, everything is okay. She looks in his eyes, and she's like, I think you're going through denial. You huh. know, like, it's completely normal. I'm like, you don't you don't put that on their face. Like, it, it's, it's showing that... For me, I didn't felt like she was connecting to him as a human. You know? Like, as, it was quite distant. Um, yeah, so... Again, like it shows this level of disconnect. As much as I was irked by this, I was also admiring it because it's so true that, you know, as new, she she makes it clear that she's new at this. You know, for people who don't know what counseling, how counseling works, it may look really, really weird. But for, for me personally, when I saw the movie, I was like, okay, that sucks, but that's so real. Like, we're so new at this. And when we're new, right? Like, we're so scared to mess up. And we get that fear. And mm. there is a possibility that you are going to probably mess up in the in the clinical setting or in the counseling setting. Exactly. So so I, I really liked the way her character was depicted. I think you should really, if you, I mean, are the kind that doesn't care about spoilers, please, please go watch it, especially if you're doing psychology, because I, I really related to her. She would like just... I mean, like, she would just put it so obviously to the person that he would be like, ew, no, why are you talking to me like mm. that? You know? But when he called her and he was having a mental breakdown at 12 o'clock in the night, she gets vulnerable with him as well. Right. You know, and she's like, I'm really scared to mess up in this job, you know? Like, it's really hard. I mean, she uses cuss words and all, but like, we're a child-friendly podcast, so... <laughs> So she's she's she says, you know, I, I it's really hard. So I appreciate that, even though I, it was kind of uh, like as from a client's perspective. But what really, really, you know, got my blood boiling was when in the end, these two end up together and they fall in love. And there was no and there was no waiting period, is it? 
There is no waiting period. According to the APA ethics, a psychologist and a client have to wait five years from the termination of therapy. Five years, so. Yeah, five years apparently to get into get into an intimate relationship with the person with your client. Huh? Yeah, after termination, that is. So yeah, you could use your license with that. So that irked me, Yashna. But that isn't the first time I'm seeing that. I mean, in 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 Telugu movies as well, I saw this involvement with the client and and you know the therapist. Yeah. So th- I, this is not the first that I've seen, but I expected highly of a Hollywood movie because psychology as a field is more established there. In this movie called Mehbooba, starring mm-hmm. Alu Arjun, he is a military professional who's having anger management issues, and he has to go seek approval. I mean, seek the signature from a certified psychiatrist, one amongst the top in the country, to get you know into the military. Now, what you see is that this psychiatrist is his father. Oh. Now you can tell how administratively it's complicated that okay you know what like there's no other psychiatrist that could certify him as being okay to be in the military with those anger management issues but still as a movie you're navigating around a complicated relationship where you're it's not even like friends you know Yashna like like you know we're not even supposed to know people who are doing therapy with but I like, with, with regards to the client um counselor relationship i think dears in the gee was a little more accurate when it came to what you were talking about like if alia would started having feelings for sharukh khan and he you know made her understand that she's just dependent on him because of all because of the feelings that were um, expressed in the in the sessions and you know it's not right for him to take it further and he beautifully terminates it i think that's where i feel like yeah that was a better depiction of the client counselor therapeutic relationship mm. i feel like exactly exactly and if you notice in that movie her feelings for him also come out of the fear that okay what if i get into this again and what next what next of course yeah 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 but another thing that i saw in dear zindagi was also that the the setting of where the sessions took place there were twice mm. i think where a session took place or they met on the beach and they met near the boat side right or near the oh, on the boat uh, like they on, were on a ship ship yeah, or a boat yeah. So that was one part that I find inaccurate. And again, so now I hope you guys like are able to orient towards what our podcast is. We're talking in the middle middle part of the spectrum. So, yeah, like I think that those two scenarios also kind of made it inaccurate on in terms of where and how does counseling really really take place. But like I think on on the whole even though the intent is there and even though there are going to be some inaccuracies, for me i think it's okay you know like as i mentioned before it's fine because here it's important to spread awareness moreover and how accurate it is honestly yashna we can't do because as much as as much as mental illnesses are general right they're also very personal to the individual so if say for example you and i are diagnosed with depression and there's a movie about depression your experience with depression may be different from mine So if we're going to compare our personal experiences to how how accurate the movie is then I mean it's it's going to be inaccurate no matter how hard we try. That being said, there is this movie that I hold so close to my heart that I just can't, you know, I love it so much. It's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. 
and it's starring Emma Watson and Logan Lerman. And I think one of the most scariest things about having a mental illness is the rehab of part of it. Not yeah. even institutional rehab, but how do you get back up on your feet? And um, if you're talking about depression as a disorder, the whole trying is very, very hard. You know, that will to get out of this illness is any illness for that matter. It's yeah. quite hard. It's quite hard. Exactly. And this is what I understood. What you're saying is what I understood from the perks of being a wallflower, where Logan Lerman, who is the protagonist, his best friend shot himself and and that pushed him into a deep, 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 you know, dark hole where it was so hard for him to come out of it. And I think, I think he was suicidal. What I love about this movie, it's also really subtle. It doesn't give it all to your face, but it hits you deeper in the feels. Like, it hits you in the feels. So, he is already really um, very vulnerable about that. So, he's come out of an episode. He doesn't have that many friends. He doesn't have any friends. And he meets these two people, Emma Watson and her stepbrother. And his life from then on is filled with a little bit of light day by day, day by day. And you still see that he's reaching out and he's enjoying their company so thoroughly, yet he's still vulnerable and he's still a little shaky. And I, I cannot put this into words and I don't want to put it into words, but looking at the way Logan Lerman acted in this movie, I love it. Like, I mean, Yashna can see it on my face now, but... It, it, it touches your heart in a way that mental illness, I think, should. You know, it's not, it's not like it's normal and it's not normal. It's so, it shows how personal it was to him, how personal it was to him. And you see slowly as things unfold that I'm not going to give too much detail because we, we told you we're not going to go into too much detail. Towards the end, you see that there is this. There was this instance in his life where it goes way back to when he was three years old, where a family member of him, of his, sexually assaulted him for a really, really long time. And as a kid, he developed a loving relationship with her. Later on in the movie, he realizes that these thoughts are coming up again and a relapse happens. And so his aunt died in an accident. His aunt sexually assaulted him. That happened as a kid, as a child. Later on, his best friend shot himself. And then that carries on. So you see the kind of events that have happened in his life. And the way they portray him is beautiful because he doesn't go back to completely normal. He's still in that state, yet he has a beautiful life after this. He's enjoying his life. Emma Watson loves the the hell out of him. And they have a beautiful relationship. And I think that movie hit my heart in a way that no other movie did. So this movie, in the end, was just beautiful for me. I think everyone should go watch it. Because number one, Logan Lerman did amazing. Number two, the storyline is just beautiful. I think this movie got it right, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, when we're talking about the other side of the spectrum where you said, you know, which is leaning towards movies getting it right, um, I'd like to add a movie and um, that movie is The Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, it's a 2012 American rom romantic comedy movie. You will find actors like Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, 
जैकी वीवर क्रिस टकर एंड अनुपम खेर अनुपम खेर इज दी साइकाइट्रिस्ट इन द मूवी ब्रैली कूपर इज डायग्नोस्ड विद बाइपोलर डिसऑर्डर इन द मूवी एंड जेनेफर लॉरेंस हैज हिंस ऑफ डिप्रेशन बट द होल नोवांस ऑफ डिप्रेशन इज इन फुली एक्सप्रेस्ड थ्रू जेनेफर लॉरेंस देर आर सीन्स वाई यू कैन सी हर एक्सप्रेसिंग द कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स ऑफ अ डिप्रेसिव पर्सन this movie in my opinion got it right and this movie mm. does a brilliant job it it is a brilliant representation of the mental disorder including um, family dynamics including the relationships that the said patient or the said client has with other people in his family other friends and anyone neighbors any any past relationships that he has had the yeah. the relationships depicted in this movie are brilliantly done basically what the storyline is is that in the starting of the movie bradley cooper is released from a psychiatric hospital he moves in with his parents before he went to the psychiatric hospital he was married um his wife left him before he went to the psychiatric hospital when he comes out of the hospital he's coming out of it expecting everything to go back to being normal everything he mm. he going back to you know being in a relationship with his wife and things going back to how they were before this he he takes a while to get accustomed to the whole change that uh, the whole shift of moving to his parents house and uh, this is where he he meets Jennifer Lawrence who plays the character of Tiffany she is the person who will help him uh, get back with mm. his wife in in order to help him get back to his wife she uses um a dance competition as an excuse and she she asks him to you know go to this competition with her and then she'll help him out with his wife and eventually they they fall in love and they have a beautiful relationship with each other but um this they as in they as in Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper yeah Ah. and here in this movie i would also like to comment the fact that they perfectly explained how medication um plays a role in the uh, in the treatment process and here in this movie they they show how with medications the disorder is controllable they de- depict how a person with a mental disorder claims that they don't want to take the medicine anymore because they're all right and there is there's this element of you know the patient having a fight with their family members or their loved ones saying i don't want to take medications i'm okay now i'm see i'm better i'm i don't need medications anymore and that's depicted in this movie as well and later on you can see that you know once bradley cooper starts taking medications regularly going to the psychiatrist regularly even though he feels like you know everything's in under control only then the uh, the disorder remains controllable because when he mm. didn't when when he didn't take the medications when he didn't go to the psychiatrist things went haywire and uh, yeah. the element of medications the the role medications play in the whole treatment process of a disorder was beautifully depicted in this movie and i also would like to add one more point that with with regards to movies not getting it right i feel like mental disorders are usually linked with anger bursts violence mm. and something mm. like uh, something which karna mentioned earlier as well and it's 
taken in the negative light because of these depictions in the movies and even even in even in this movie you can you can see that Bradley Cooper slaps his mother and mm. you know because of his anger outburst he doesn't take medications so it's the father yelling back at Bradley Cooper for hitting his mother and you can the whole dynamic is seen but i feel like that's what makes it real in yeah, in the movie yeah. um because there are cases where people with mental disorders hurt their family members unintentionally they don't know what they're doing and you know you can't blame it on them this is where i feel like the stigma of mental health comes in this is where people say that you know how can he hit his mother the the one thing that i wish people take back from what i'm saying is that people with mental disorders don't often realize that they're doing it because they have a problem with themselves just like you have a problem when you have a fever or when you have diarrhea or when you have um yeah. a cancer there is something wrong within you just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there just because it's mental doesn't mean it's not there so i yeah. feel like this movie also brought in that into perspective and one last thing that i want to add is um robert de niro the father of bradley cooper he has his own issues because uh, because of his gambling problem and and several other things that the way he deals with the family there are issues with the father as well and so i feel like that was also brought to perspective in this movie what do you think about this i i um when you spoke about anger and violence right yeah and how it's integral i noticed that when i was talking about psychological thrillers as well i was talking about violence and anger yeah yeah you know and and i just want to make very clear because i'm not sure if i made it clear then that i mean in the way i was talking one thing i just learned by what yashna is saying is that when we're looking at these movies like uh several linings playbook it's okay to expect that kind of anger and violence. For example, again, he has a bipolar, which also characterizes as him having mania as one episode along with depression in another episode. So mania, like anger and violence is a characteristic symptom of mania. You know, you're looking at the accuracy of symptom representation. But if you're going to compare that to a psychological thriller like, like um, Split, right? Like in the storyline, it's instilled that this person is anger, angry and violent. And and this is something that's not a characteristic of DID. It's not it's not characterized by reactivity and impulsivity, but mania is. So when we're talking about anger and violence, like I just want to make clear the distinction. So as we're coming closer to like drawing conclusions out of what our discussion was today between me and Yashna. One thing that I'm noticing, I mean, one thing that I want to put forth is that I'm not saying that movies have to get it 100% right, you know, because you can't. Like, it's obvious that you can't. And you need to have a mix between reaching out to an audience plus bringing awareness. And a lot of the times, the audience isn't appealed to raw descriptions of illnesses because honestly, it's not a pretty picture. You know, it's not always a pretty picture. It's not always entertaining, quote unquote. So I think I think like where we both reach middle ground is that and what both of us can agree on is that it doesn't always have to represent it accurately. But when it comes to the symptoms and if it's going to saliently affect how people see the illness, I think it is it is a little bit of a responsibility that, you know, 
people in the field have it's a little bit of a responsibility i completely agree with what you had to say and basically i was going to talk about how we feel about films that depict mental health and mental disorders and the one thing that i want to make clear um adding on to the points that kalpana said before and disagreeing with the with a few points that kalpana said right <laughs> in the beginning of the podcast <laughs> um i don't feel like we why are you talking like this i don't feel like um <laughs> i don't feel like we need to um accurately depict movies like kalpana said i don't it's just a movie is it is something that you want to watch to get entertained by to have a good time and to probably eventually learn something out of it but learning is usually not what you people look at um when it comes to watching mm. a movie or you know when you relax time it's relax time you don't want to sit down and study something about a mental disorder when it comes to um how i feel about you know the depictions that are made don't go too hard on it and mm. don't say that the movie is bad because the accuracy level is bad just watch the movie have fun with it yeah. and you know chill chill out chill <laughs> out you know and when it, when it comes to the other ex- extreme also don't go fully believing the whole movie and saying that if you are depressed these are the symptoms because this is what was depicted in the movie don't be too rigid that there as well like mm. don't go f- believing it fully don't go too hard on it as well don't just be in the middle watch the movie have fun but also go do your reading about you know what the disorder is what the um, icd dsm criteria are and if you're if you're a little bit of a nerd like me you're probably going to go google um, icd dsm criteria <laughs> but if you're not just google um, accuracy depictions there are a lot of bloggers who write about how accurately it's been depicted how inaccurately it's been depicted just go read don't don't go too hard on it don't go to don't go too hard on it and don't go believing it too much as well yeah. this is something that i wanted to bring in uh, for my in my learning as a psycho like a psychology student also watching all these movies really helped honestly these really helped me learn for example movies like to the bone 5050 and um, i would also like to add um, a beautiful mind imitation yes. game uh, if you are into watching shows you should definitely go watch mind hunter Yeah and so like when we go especially on websites like psychology today they have a lot of these analyses on what they did get right what they didn't get right and personally that helped me understand the illness better by looking at the reviews of it how accurate was it so i mean i just like to leave with that <laughs> yeah thank you all for joining us today we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on today's episode and since we're also new at this We welcome feedback and constructive criticism. Please feel free to email us at theworthofouropinion@gmail.com and since Yashna always tells me to spell it out, it's t h e w o r t h o f o u r o p i n i o n@gmail.com. If you have any questions or ideas that you would like us to answer or cover in the next episode or if you have book recommendations that you would love for us to check out, do send us an email about that as well. We post podcasts on the 10th, 20th and 30th of every month, so we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.